You're on the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate, hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. It's finally award season, Shelby. <laughs> it's finally here. We have been waiting for a, what seems like a lifetime, but was actually only a year and two months. But, <laughs> but here we are. But the last two months, man. Killer. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, it was weird because the Emmys happened like yes. a year ago. I don't know. When was that? The fall? The Emmys were, yeah, like September Time maybe? is a construct. I just don't know. And so I was like confused trying to remember the difference between the two and when they usually happen and and like what usually goes on with those. But then the Golden Globe nominations came out and I was reminded, oh, yeah, this is the bonkers. This is a totally bonkers award ceremony that never, ever makes any sense whatsoever. (laughs) Yes, because the Emmys are the like TV Academy. So it's so it's a big (laughs) awards body. They're sort of the TV only awards. And not only do they give out, you know, your classic like best drama, best comedy, whatever, but they have hundreds of other strange things like best writing in a comedy variety special (laughs) episode or whatever and those are in the fall and then the golden globes which are given out by the hfpa the hollywood foreign press association which is a group of like 80 journalists who write in the u.s and cover u.s movies but are from other countries give out the golden gold golden globe awards and those go to movies and television but sort of only the top level highbrow categories none of the technical categories do they give out awards for and they're usually sort of known as like a little bit fame hoary where they love to give awards to big buzzy stars and not so much to small films and you know under appreciated people who you don't know (laughs) And they also love, I mean, I was reading about this and I feel like I, I acknowledge this, but they love to be the first to award something Mm -hmm. (laughs) as if they can, they can set the trend, hopefully the tastemakers of the award season, if you will. Well, especially I think with TV, because With television, like the Emmys are in the fall. And so the Emmys cover like the network year. So your show has to air between like September of one year to September the next year or something like that. So it's mostly... Uh, so it's in that where the Golden Globes cover a calendar year. So like there's a whole bunch of stuff that came out this fall and winter that are eligible for the Golden Globes that weren't eligible for the Emmys. And there's a lot of stuff that was eligible for the Emmys that was actually eligible for last year's Golden Globes. So they like to be the first ones to give awards to TV shows that are like, look at us. We're so on top of it. Right. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> they give things to like Mrs. Maisel, which turns out to be a big deal. And sometimes they give things to shows like a Mozart in the jungle, which then <laughs> everyone's like, what the F is that? Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like 2020 was hard for everyone. It emotionally compromised all of us. So I mean, take these nominations with a grain of salt. Like maybe they weren't in the best headspace when making some of these decisions or they forgot that certain shows came out because it felt like such a long year to begin with. Like like maybe there's an explanation for some of the things that happened with these nominations. So let's talk about TV first then, I guess, <laughs> since we're Yeah. <laughs> since we're sort of there. Yeah, these nominations are sort of strange. They're strange, I think, in that most of the things that got a lot of love at the Emmys either were not eligible 
any longer or they just refuse to acknowledge. So most of the stuff that is nominated is new stuff and some of it sort of makes sense and some of it does not. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to talk about like drama or comedy or miniseries first, I guess? Um, Let's do miniseries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the main... So the nominees for best like miniseries and movies were Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Axe, which is like this Steve McQueen film series that's sort of confusing as to where <laughs> to put it. The Undoing, which was the Nicole Kidman show, and then Unorthodox, which is the uh, Jewish society like group Netflix show. And I think Unorthodox is the only one that's a holdover from the Emmys, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Mrs. America did not get a nomination here. Little Fires Everywhere didn't get nominations. Um, I May Destroy You didn't get nominations, which I don't think got anything, which was a big <laughs> kerfuffle on the internet. Yeah. Uh, what were your initial thoughts with these? I mean, this one I wasn't as upset by, but I guess it's hard to know. Like some of these one season shows, how do they decide what's limited? Because I may destroy you. Most people were mad that it wasn't nominated for best drama, right? I may destroy you was like it's a it's kind of a weird show because yeah. like it's a it's kind of funny, so it would sort of be right. com- comedy, but then also it's about like sexual assault. So obviously that's very you know drama territory. I th- I didn't realize it was a miniseries, but I guess she's not making any more or not planning on it, right. so that's why it's in miniseries. But the the big story about this coming out of the Golden Globes, I feel like, or that I saw a lot, was that Emily in Paris got <laughs> nominated and I May Destroy You did not. It's Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris, so, yes. <laughs> put some respect to her name, please. I've watched both of these shows yeah. and like enjoyed them both. They're obviously very different, doing very different things. But the thing that was confusing to me, it was that they're not eligible in the same category. Right. So you had the a writer from Emily in Paris coming out and saying <laughs> like, I May Destroy You should have gotten nominated. It's a better right. show than Emily in Paris. But it's like, they weren't Emily in the same category. You. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand like why everyone is so fixated on this pairing of shows when... I think the idea is what are we awarding? You know, like you, yes. good sir, found Emily and Perry to be high art, I guess. But most of the world recognized it for the popcorn sort of distraction it was in the in the heat of 2020. And so I think that's that that pairing that that comparison is just meant to show like what are we highlighting here? Because Emily and Paris is not well acted not well written not well produced well shall we let's not get carried away all over the place uh thematically and um character wise and really didn't offer anything that will last uh, the test of time whereas you have something like i may destroy you which which took an artist taking from her own life, dealing her own trauma for the masses to kind of discuss something of high importance, which is rape culture and the idea of consent. And so the fact that Emily in Paris can walk away with any awards, let alone multiples, is sort of a slap to the face (laughs) when considering better art that came out that went ignored, no matter what category it was ignored by. 
I'm sort of surprised that that I made a story you didn't get in over the undoing, yeah. which I feel like people sort of liked when it was on, but then everyone said it was bad in the end. Right. I no, never watched yeah. it. Did you? Oh, the undoing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched it the night its finale came out. We binge watched the whole thing. It's not great. Um. Yeah. I think that's the other thing about this whole thing is I'm like, oh. Some of these shows just aren't good. Is that because there weren't good shows this year? No. Like, I I think there's a lot of no- shows that weren't nominated that are better than the ones that at least, you know, here and there were nominated. Like, you didn't get anything for Insecure yet again, which is... <laughs> it continues to be disrespected, and it continues to be a great show. You have Euphoria, which won Emmys, but wasn't good enough for this for this program for some reason. Pin 15 um, people liked. Rami got an acting nom, but he still is edged out of these comedy categories. Never Have I Ever was a huge deal and much better IMHO than Emily in Paris. Just across the board for me. <laughs> and then even Dead to Me, which I I get is a second season. So, you know, it's it's harder oh, to I love Dead to Me. But yeah, there was great stuff happening there. And so... It feels weird the things that they neglected to acknowledge, even like little fires everywhere, which I didn't. Or Mrs. Love. America. Yeah, it's like there were shows that were happening that were being talked about in a way more meaningful way than like um, Zoe's extraordinary playlist or <laughs> or I oh mean, yeah, um, even yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else was nominated in these smaller well, categories. In something that I think came up in the film side as well was sort of. Like when you're looking at what happened to make it onto these lists and what didn't, the issue of race seems to keep popping up because it's like, yes, yes, Emily in Paris made it in. But like what we do in the shadows, Insecure, Rami, I May Destroy You, Little Fires Everywhere, Fargo, Bridgerton, Killing Eve, like all of these shows that are a little bit more diverse, like didn't get in where you did get stuff that like ratchet. Uh, which was the Ryan Murphy show somehow got a best drama nomination, which is shocking <laughs> given that no one watched that. No one liked that. I heard no buzz about it. Yeah. And it got in over some of these other shows that definitely had a lot more, you know, success to the extent where in the, in the golden globes, they like to, to give awards to lead actors and things. So on the TV side and in the movie side, there's lots of categories for leads. There's very few categories for supporting. So like if you're, if you're a lead in a show, you can get nominated for best actor drama, best actor comedy or best actor limited series. All of those supporting are in one category. So it's like best supporting actor. You have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people competing for five spots. And one of the best supporting actress spots still went to somebody from Ratchet, even (laughs) though you have the entire cast of Mrs. America sitting there without a single supporting actress nomination to be had among them. Well, and like, yeah, you look at these best actor, best actresses and they're I mean, they're, for the most part, very, 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 very white. And then you have shows like Lovecraft Country that went totally unnominated for acting, even though you had both Even though they got Beth Series nomination, (laughs) which is like, though this makes no sense. Right. And so it's just disappointing to continue to have these issues and like feel like, like something, someone's still missing the point. Like, it's not that 
you know, the, the excuse people give is like, oh, well, there's just so much good art this year. But it's like when you're nominating Emily in Paris or Zoe's Excellent Playlist over some of these actors and actresses in these much better shows, it's like, well, now you're just trying to keep black and brown people out of the conversation. Like you're physically <laughs> withholding awards that they they deserve far more than bless her heart, Lily Collins. Like I just, I'll, that's I think why the Emily in Paris thing keeps being brought up because it's like, how did we decide to ignore so much in so many other categories and Emily in Paris still gets an award anywhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were, there's also just some bonkers stuff in here. Like for best yeah. actor in a drama, Al Pacino got in for the show <laughs> Hunters, which like I sort of loved the show Hunters, but that came out so long ago, yeah. like beginning of the pandemic, and it's gotten no traction anywhere. So the fact that he got in here is clearly like, well, somebody just wanted Al Pacino to come to the ceremony or whatever, yeah. where I think they were less ex- enthused about Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country if he showed up. Yeah. Um, the Crown got like, a ton yeah, of nominations. Awards, nominations to Killing Eve, to Ozark, for which... They're good, but it's like, well, if you guys want to be recognized as like trendsetters, like, you know, where's the love for Journey Smollett or, yeah, Michaela Cole? Like, what are you doing here? Like, step up. I mean, they did go for the young people. Well, they went for literally everyone in the crown, but (laughs) they uh, they they did get both of the both the Prince Diana and Prince Charles got nominations. The, The most baffling category to me which I was like, was there just nothing else out? Was Best Actor in a Miniseries? And I have never heard or watched or known anyone who watched any of these shows. Your Honor, The Comey Rule, The Good Lord Bird, I Know This Much Is True. Like, what are these? I have never <laughs> I have never heard of these shows. Like, how did these people get nominated? You're right. I haven't heard of those either. I was happy. I was happy to see some love for Ted Lasso because I yes. rewatched that again because Rob finally wanted to watch it. And it still is, it's so good. I love it. And you know what? Shit's Creek is on here across a few different categories. And that's deserved. I have heard good things about The Great. I haven't gotten around to watching it. And, I haven't um, watched The Great either. I mean, yeah. I just feel like it's disappointing that you look at the, you know, someone like pulls up all the pictures of all the best actors and best actress nominees. And it's just a sea of white. And it's like, you you have opportunities here you have even even if you want to stick to the Emily in Paris level genre never have i ever is right there and it was just as talked about but in a more meaningful way like i or just or sex education yeah. is another show that's similar that i think is better and has more diversity in it by a lot yeah um it's just too know. bad. I mean, some people are like, what about Bridgerton? And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's hold off on I that. saw that a lot. And I was like, Ugh. I was honestly, like, what are we <laughs> I was surprised that Bridgerton didn't get in here because that feels like the exact type of thing that they would be yeah. giving awards to. But I'm also very thankful that it didn't because like can you like Bridgerton versus the crown like I'm sorry these are different these are different levels of shows That's I can they cannot feel be compared about Emily in Paris too Matt. well yes I know but th- <laughs> those would be in the same category yeah do you think that Schitt's Creek will get a lot of awards or do you think that because of they won everything at the Emmys that 
the Golden Globes will sort of be like, nah, yeah, we can pass on them and give it to other people. It's weird because I feel like for these televisions, um, nominations at least, there's not like a front runner per se. There's not like one show that seems too likely to sweep everything. So I don't know. It seems like Catherine O'Hare might win uh, for the actress, but I don't know if it'll win best show because Emily in Paris is right there. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I think that an underdog in some of these categories is The Flight Attendant, oh, which God. I really liked as a show. And it's in comedy, but of the comedies, it's the one that has the most like heft to it. And yeah. I thought Kaylee Cuoco did a really good job in it. And it was fun and it's more recent. And if the Golden Globes want to sort of like get on a bandwagon early, I feel like that is something that they could do. Also, Kaylee Cuoco is a very well-known star of a huge show in The Big Bang Theory, who is now sort of like reinvented herself in a little bit. So as someone who's more dramatic. So I I could see that sort of coming out of left field and taking some of these comedy categories, especially if they don't want to go with Schitt's Creek. And like The Great is kind of old and Emily in Paris is Emily in Paris. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like I feel like Annie Murphy is a more fun choice than another award going to the crown, another award going to Ozark. So maybe they'll slip in that way. But yeah, I feel like with the Golden Globes, it's like expect the unexpected, basically. So I feel like Dan Levy is a shoe in to win. His category yeah. is so light uh, with anybody known for anything. Where, <laughs> yeah, Annie Murphy is up against two people in the crown and one person in Ratchet, which is apparently a well loved show. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm looking, is there anything else in the TV sections that is interesting that is worth talking about? I mean, it's just like sad because really looking at their their recommendation like these are shows i would not recommend to people you know what i mean like i i sort of feel like i liked most of these but i don't know if but there's stuff i liked better yeah like i liked emily in paris and the flight attendant (laughs) but i liked dead to me and what we do in the shadows a lot more yeah i mean ted lasso has my heart forever but other than that I haven't seen that yet. The drama category is sort of rough, I feel like, as well, because it's The Crown, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratchet. And The Mandalorian was bad. <laughs> Ratchet, no the one watched. The Mandalorian is not bad. It's just a genre you do not enjoy. No, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's, in, it's not a story okay. in comparison it is, though, to... It's, it's a... It's an... It's a genre we haven't seen since the Westerns of of yore, you know? Like, it's, like, just because it's not WandaVision where there's Easter eggs you have to look Shelby. out for and whatever else, like... What are you on? <laughs> but now you're out I'm here stumping saying, for a, a Star Wars it, Western? Okay? For a Star it. Wars Western? Yeah, since Star when? Star Wars tried something different, and you know what? I'm glad they did, but no, I don't no. watch it. Is it I trying just... something? <laughs> you didn't even watch the new season? Well, no, Rob watched it, so I watched a few. And my dad really loves it, which I think added to this argument I have that it's just, it's scratching an itch that maybe our generation doesn't appreciate, but there are the episodes, people out there. The episodes do. don't string together. They're so episodic, which I mean, sure, yes, maybe that's the point of it. But then, but then Star Wars increasingly is <laughs> okay, obsessed anyway. with 
with just going back and and rehashing things. Yeah, like they yeah. can't come up yeah, with something yeah, new yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah. they're when they are in need of a cliffhanger or what an actual James plot Gordon? line. They're yeah, like, let's talk about oh that. my gosh, okay, fine, we'll <laughs> move on to the TV or movies. Moment. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, the movies. So <laughs> the crate. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts on all of this. The main thing, though, this year, I think that is the reason for a lot of these frankly crappy nominations is that almost all i i think every single one of the things that are in the hunt for best picture at the oscars are all in the drama category every yeah. single one of them is in the drama category so it's tricky because usually you have things where they're shuffled off to musical and comedy, even if they're not musical and comedy, like Get Out was in that category. Like, you know, usually right. there's some things that are sort of in that space where this year, every single thing is in drama. So you have all of the people who would be competing for the Oscars for directing, for acting, for picture in these drama categories. And you have absolutely nothing in the musical comedy category. And there were some good musical and comedies that were out this year that the Golden Globes did not pick. But I think they were sort of just like freewheeling because they had nothing else to go off of. Like no one else is giving out these comedy awards. So like their best musical comedy lineup is Borat 2. Hamilton, which I didn't even realize was eligible because it's a recorded version of a stage play from like four years ago. Palm Springs, which was fine. The Prom, which was terrible. (laughs) And then Music, which is that Sia movie (laughs) where like uh, Kate Hudson is helping her like long lost autistic sister played by Maddie Ziegler. And no one saw that movie. Everyone who did see it said it was bad. And then it got multiple nominations, which is mind blowing. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's because there was nothing to fill up any of these slots that was actually a best picture front runner. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's sad looking because I saw these and I was like, whoa, this is a weird mix of movies. Um, some of them I'm huge stands for, but then it's like, we didn't get anything good to five bloods. And, I was like, well, maybe there's just, there hasn't been movies worth celebrating. But I was looking back and it's like, I mean, Birds of Prey is better than The Prom or like even, I don't know. I mean, Wonder Woman wasn't oh, good, but. On the, on the Rocks, the <laughs> Bill Murray, Sofia Coppola movie was better. Emma was better. Personal History of David Copperfield was better. Eurovision. Eurovision. Eurovision <laughs> should have gotten all these nominations. The fact that it was. Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams. Well, I think that would have been a drama, but Rachel McAdams didn't get a nomination for best actress in a (laughs) musical comedy. She lost out to Kate Hudson in music, Rosamund Pike in something called I care a lot, which I've never heard of. Uh, It's like, what? Um, I didn't know, but no, the Meryl Streep one is let them all talk, which is a different movie, which was good. Also shocking that Meryl Streep did not get a nomination for the prom. That's the big, that's the biggest shocker the entire morning. The prom got all these nominations. That, that kills me in so many different Uh, ways. I mean, well, I don't think he paid off because I think he had so little competition. I was looking at the other people who could have gotten nominated for this. And it was like, they were like Pete Davidson for King of Staten Island or whatever. (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah, I think I too would have voted for James Corden over Pete Davidson for an award, but still, Uh, it's a, Oh, I care a lot. That's the one 
uh, about a conservator. She she scams old people into. She is like a court appointed conservator for these old people, and she scams oh. them. It's supposed to be really good, and the trailer okay. looks good, and okay. she's icy okay. and cool. Is so. it out yet, or it's I don't not think out yet? So. No, okay. Not so us. maybe that will be good. Well, yeah, we'll watch it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and the Borat subsequent movie film that I did watch that because Rob loves Borat. Oh, I saw that too. It was okay. I'll just say that. <laughs> I yeah, I mean. It was I real I watched the first one because I'd never seen it, and the second one is m- much better I think than the oh, first really? one. Really, I did not. I do not agree with that. <laughs> oh, really? I think they were too like aware of the shtick, and everyone around them was too aware. Like it wasn't, it I wasn't that's... revealing much about our society in the same way the first one was. But the second Except one the had much more of like a plot line. To yeah, it. yeah. I guess we we're looking, which for I thought was things. Yeah, funny or. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you? But in that made the, it feel more scripted. You know what I mean? Because it's like oh, so well, much definitely of it was about their script. But I thought I thought that was impressive how they managed to get these moments, and then I don't know if they scripted it and then got them, or like how how the sequence of events worked. Right. But I thought it was masterful how they sort of were able to string all of these things together yeah. in such a clever ways. Yeah, I mean, looking at these nominations, the only ones that I care about for comedy at least, um, is Palm Springs, which I, I mean, it was good. I don't know if I, I liked, expected it here. I feel like Birds of Prey was better. I don't know why it got over. I'm shocked that Emma didn't get the nomination. That feels like yeah. the movie that should have swept these categories. Yeah, it was good. Well, well <laughs> you say that, but it looked good. Yeah, it it's was mo- it's much more, it's much more Oscar-y than yes. these nominations yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. And the old guard, like, where's where's my (laughs) the old guard is not in this category, (laughs) Shelby. Okay, well, this is what could have happened. They could have nominated the old guard into drama and pushed promising young woman into comedy, which I don't think would have caused the same kerfuffle that Get Out did. Because I feel like arguably Emerald Fennel meant to make a dark comedy. Yes. So yeah. I mean Bo Burnham is the second lead in the movie. So The, I mean, do you have, if you're picking winners for the three comedy categories of like actor, actress, and comedy, who, who do you want to win? Okay. I'm, my list here is all over the place. So best comedy. Just like um, overall. overall. I mean, I loved Hamilton, but I sort of feel like that shouldn't win this category. Yeah, no. So I think I'm with on, in on Palm Springs yeah, as well. Palm Springs for sure. Best actor, I guess, probably palm spring i guess i i haven't seen the personal history of david copperfield so i'm i would assume yeah. dave patel is he, better he's than good palm in that Springs. yeah so i, I guess him, I that's think. where i'd be certainly not james corden <laughs> yeah and then, and then best actress well here's another weird thing is that so maria bakalova from borat 2 yes is campaigning and supporting for the oscars like that's where she is going to be and yet here she's in best actress so i don't know if like whose choice that was if that was the golden globes choice or if that was the borat movies choice or what but it's strange that she's in this category um i think i'd go for rosamund pike just from the trailer alone and her from the trailer yeah (laughs) 
I haven't seen enough of these ones. I would go for Anya Taylor Joy, but I think of she's course. also probably going to win for um, uh, Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. So, yes. Um, okay, so then let's go to drama. Yeah. So here, the thing again, we're getting to this race issue, is that <laughs> there are like the 12 or 13 movies that are in the hunt for the Oscars were all in this drama category. The nominees are the father Mank, Nomadland, promising young woman and the trial of the Chicago seven, which are all almost entirely white casts, if not entirely. Mm -hmm. And then all of the ones that did not make the cut, which are in the hunt are Ma Rainey's black bottom one night in Miami to five bloods and Judas and the black Messiah and sound of metal, all of which have, yeah. Mainly leads of color. Yeah. So it's sort of like, hmm, well, wonder how these got um, selected because white. it's a little fishy <laughs> yeah. that, you know, one, like one group is like all of them got in and the other group, none of them got yeah. in. Yeah. No. And even looking at these, like, it's like, I have only seen Promising Young Woman, <laughs> but the trial of Chicago 7, I just, I will forever be shocked that Defy Bloods didn't get more love. Like, is it best picture? Maybe not. Is it Spike Lee's best movie? No. But it was a great movie, I thought. And I know critics disagree with me, but do they disagree with me to the point that they put in Mank over it? Like, I don't know. I just, that doesn't feel right to me. Mank and The Trial of Chicago 7 both have, like, big sort of production yeah. values they're very they they're very oscary they feel like yeah. they were made for like 75 year old white people who <sighs> is mostly the voting body but ma rainey's black bottom and one night in miami which i have seen i think are both better mm. than those two movies even yeah. though they are smaller in scope and i guess like both of those are based on plays so right. maybe that's sort of part of the issue I don't know. I Nomad Land, I think, is the front runner, front runner for <sighs> everything right now, and I haven't seen that yet. I so. just can't get over three billboards, and I resent everything she's in and touches since then. <laughs> yeah, but Nomad Land is directed by like an Asian woman, and Wait, I by. thought it was directed by Frances. It just stars her. No, it just oh. stars her. Oh well, good for because because the three because the I mean the one note of like progress is that the best director nominees yeah there's three women which yeah. has never happened before i think only eight women have ever been nominated for best director <laughs> at the golden globes and three of them are this year yeah so chloe zhao for nomad land regina king for one night in miami and emerald fennel for promising young woman and then you have okay. david fincher for mank and aaron sorkin for the trial so of Chicago mank, i never listened to your episode about it did you <laughs> like it <laughs> uh it's a very like beautiful like well constructed movie right. but it is very confusing if you are not obsessed with old hollywood stuff which right. i am not really and i did not think it was great i mean like i can mm -hmm. see it winning a bunch of tech categories and getting a bunch of nominations yeah. but i think it will be difficult for it to win anything just because it's very like hard to sort of connect with i think right yeah, no, I am just standing for Promising Young Woman across across the board, basically. I'm excited for Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think comes out this week for us plebs. And so I'm interested to see how they do, because I think that cast is always strong. But they're now competing against Jared Leto in The Little Things, so <laughs> could go either way. <laughs> yeah, LOL, LOL. Um, 
you want to let's talk about the best actor drama oh, and yeah. actress and then we can get into the supporting because so, okay so i guess you want promising a woman for the best picture um carrie mulligan is nominated also in best actress for drama mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and from what i have gathered i think basically viola davis for ma rainey vanessa kirby for pieces of a woman which i haven't seen yet that's the shia labeouf like pregnancy yeah, movie miscarry, huh? yeah and then francis mcdormand and carrie mulligan are all like locked and basically there's this fifth slot that's sort of like rotating which they gave to andrew day for the united states versus billy holiday um <laughs> but i haven't seen most of these movies i guess right. the i saw ma rainey that was good and i saw promising young woman so i like both of them i'd be fine with either of them winning yeah. it's a weird category too though because like vanessa or francis mcdormand and viola davis both one recently so it's like are you gonna give them another award or not who knows how that will go i feel like i mean it is like vanessa kirby i enjoy and everything she does so i haven't seen it yet (laughs) i saw the trailer while i was pregnant it was a bad idea but (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um i think those would be my my two votes and then in best actor drama you have (laughs) Uh, I mean, Chadwick Boseman is basically is going to win for Ma Rainey, yeah. and it's just like who else is going to get nominated with him? But I love I watched Sound of Metal over the weekend, and I thought Riz Ahmed did a really good job in it. Have you seen that yet? No, I that's haven't. about the deaf drummer. Oh, interesting. Or What's a drummer who's going deaf. It's on Amazon, I think. Oh, okay. But it's very good if you haven't watched it. Yeah, no this this list. I don't I don't know what the Mara. I don't know what the Mauritanian is. That came out of nowhere. Because, I mean, moving to the supporting categories, um, Jodie Foster got nominated for that for supporting actress. And I was like, I don't know. I have heard nothing about this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you're gunning for Jared Leto then. Jared Leto was nominated (laughs) for The Little Things in both the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards this week, which is wild because he is bad in that movie, which is a bad movie, which people do not like. And supporting actor is a category where there are other people (laughs) like eligible who are getting hype. It's not like supporting actress, which is truly a free for all of death where like there's nobody good in anything. And so it's just like a grab bag. But supporting (laughs) actor, it's like Daniel Kaluuya. um, You have Leslie Odom Jr. You have the guy Paul Reiki or Racy or what from uh, Sound of Metal, which is good. Chadwick Boseman could get a second nomination. I mean, basically anybody from uh, One Night Miami. And then you have the entire cast of The Trial of Chicago 7 are all competing for these supporting actor nominations. And you're giving it to Jared Leto for his <laughs> weird limp? No. Yeah, I mean, he like, you know, he didn't wash his hair. That's commitment. He's like, oh, uh, get you in put the on car some with weight him. or whatever. It's in that hole. Yeah, just keep digging. <laughs> keep digging. Uh, I'll have my Shirley Temple to go. <laughs> he, he sprinted back and forth across that highway really quick. No. Oh. <laughs> A lot of uh, great driving work. And he was a corpse <laughs> in a couple of scenes. So maybe that yeah. is also a, an exciting move. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is where Sasha Baron Cohen will win is for the trial of the Chicago 7. I mean, I think it's a possibility. <laughs> I sort of think that Leslie Odom Jr. is going to win for One Boring. Night in Miami. Wait, which you one think? did he play? He is Sam Cooke. Oh, okay. oh, that's so good, Shelby. I know. It's just hard to... 
and he sings in it. And I mean, I know you're sort of like off the Hamilton bandwagon, but I feel like he's like Hamilton is not. I mean, he's so good in Hamilton, but it's like he is not Lin-Manuel Miranda. You know, they just happen to be in a show together. Oh, or do right, you not yeah, like yeah. Leslie Odom Jr.? I mean, no, I guess no, he no. wasn't. I, what I was that? I feel, what I was feel that? fine. Love in the time of COVID. Seen it? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. That's right. Where is that nomination? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, where is that? <laughs> Where's the nomination for the? <laughs> for, I don't even remember for the, the for the line. woman for the woman making sourdough who's yeah. like going through a divorce with her husband, Gross, but they're stuck together yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that? Oh. Oh yeah, and well, no, her husband was like in the yeah, hospital no, she or something. Was all alone, just. Being sad, eating dinner in front of us. And her sons wouldn't talk to each other or something. (laughs) Leslie Mm -hmm. Odom Jr. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Plot twist. I remember way more about that show than I should now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it really digs its way into your heart. And you just, just, oh, so sweet. Um, If Glenn Close wins for Hillbilly Elegy, I will be (laughs) so mad. That movie was terrible. Yeah, no, I'm glad I skipped that. I mean, from the trailers alone, because I haven't seen any of these movies. I haven't seen any of these movies. Like, what is that about? Is the, there has to be someone else who? Let's think of someone. Maybe we best supporting. Yeah, best supporting actress. In well, I think the movie. Maria Bakalova or whatever is in this category normally. <sighs> And supposedly the movie Minari, which is coming out, the there's a woman in that who's supposed to be really good, what like about, the grandmother. What about uh, Kristen Wiig in Wonder Woman? What about that? <laughs> <laughs> she did something. I mean, she that is a good darker eyeliner. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Like, hello. Um, what about Demi Lovato in Eurovision? Huh? <laughs> Where is she? I mean, someone in Birds of Prey. I. Maybe There's the so many Journey lady? Smollett yeah. in Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh yeah, she was great. Um, Mulan. There was someone. I guess no, there wasn't a supporting. Well, one. well the, I guess maybe the witch, witch lady, yeah. the evil witch. Yeah, yeah she could have got in there. The new mm. mutants. What Anya about? Oh, I got it. Made. What about? What about Elizabeth Debicki and Tenet? She had to walk <laughs> backwards. She had to wear a face uh, mask. But if everyone in the world dies, that means my son dies too. <laughs> yes. She did a little swan dive off a boat. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. Wait, is there no tenant love? No, there is. No. There is not. Oh, bless well, the I mean, golden I think so. globes. Did it get nominated for something down? Oh, it got it for score. Best. Oh, okay. For score. Because wow. the Golden Globes also give away a bunch of other like you know what weird i'm happy categories. about that may the tenant uh oscar theory i love die in the just go away forever the thing is though is that tenant will definitely get a number of oscar <laughs> nominations solely just because there's no big budget <laughs> movies this year like everything was made for 12 dollars in one room yeah. with two actors and so Tenet is the big it'll open a lot of doors it'll get like the sound nomination and the visual effects and the practical effects and all that kind of stuff but Robert Pattinson I would have been okay with him getting a supporting actor nomination yeah he would have been good I like Mm -hmm. him in that I would have welcomed that I guess that's as far as my Tenet love would go I mean it's a shame that he's not a woman because really it's the supporting actress category that is weak (laughs) that we need to I mean they nominated the child from News of the World I mean who was great but she's like eight years old we didn't have anybody else yeah that's too bad also 
also the biggest grievance, and I think it's going to happen again at the Oscars too, but how is Eurovision not getting a nomination for Best Original Song? How? There's 45 original songs in that movie, and they're all better than whatever. Like, these are movies that I have seen that I didn't even remember them having a song. The Trial (laughs) of Chicago 7, The Life Ahead, and One Night Miami. I've seen all three of those movies, and I don't remember there being a song in them. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best, though, is when there are these dramatic songs during the credits that have really Ugh. no sway on the movie itself. But I'm I'm glad to see that trend coming back. But you're right. I mean, where's Yaya Ding yeah. Dong? <laughs> Yaya Ding Dong. I still listen to my love for you is going wide and long. That she writes about her homeland, and I oh I yeah, Husevik about it. Yeah. It's yeah, really I mean, literally all the song. Whatever the song that um, Dan Stevens sings about being a tiger of a lover or whatever. Uh, season of love. What is it? Yeah. Um, chilling with my homies is a good one. The double trouble. Ugh. Even I'll I'll even take Volcano Man. Yeah, those were good. That's too bad that they didn't. Maybe they can't. Maybe they canceled each other out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like maybe people didn't know which yeah, one to vote like, for because there's, there's so much. many. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I think Soul's gonna win Best Animated. It's just like which of these other movies is getting nominated. Also, my sister said that Crudes Two was very bad. So the fact that it got nominated <laughs> for Best Animated, I'm like, was there not that many movies this year? Is that is her opinion on animated movies one we take seriously? No, but she loved the first oh. crude. So if she doesn't like it, like who <laughs> likes it? She's a stan. Yeah, no, that's too bad. I mean, yeah, I guess they just shoved whatever in Also, there. you know what else didn't get nominated is um Taylor Swift's uh voting <laughs> anthem, which I think could was eligible. I guess that yeah, that could have been interesting. I mean, it's international voters, so they just didn't care about American politics. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe she'll be come <laughs> yeah. back for the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They understand the the levity she brought. I mean, the <laughs> did that song do well? I don't. Not no, really. I right? mean, it wasn't it like didn't really crack the single. Like it wasn't. It was just. It wasn't on the radio. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was for radio play. I don't know. I think it really got a second wind when a politician used it as a as a call to vote during the election this fall. But other than that, it was a real sleeper. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then she did release 45 other songs this year. So that's also probably part yeah. of the issue. And the Golden Globes doesn't do best documentaries. So she didn't have a chance there, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't agree if, if she won, but it'd be funny if she was, if it got nominated. You know what else has been happening? You know, it's like there's a there's a there have to about be other crack cocaine and one about Britney Spears, but like Taylor Swift talks about eating a burrito for the first time. So <laughs> high art, mm-hmm. yeah. She puts her cat in a suitcase or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else about any of these nominations? No. Any more Oscar predictions? Well, what I'm curious is, so the Oscar cutoff is now March. Is that correct? The Oscar cutoff, I think, is the end of February. Okay, which is the same, technically, as the Golden Globes. Yes. Yeah. When do we get the Oscar nominees? The Oscar... I think it's basically the same sort of schedule as normal, just pushed back two months. Mm -hmm. So, like... Period. The period for Oscar films to come out is the end of February. And then I think we get the nomination sometime in like 
the beginning middle of March mm. and then the Oscars themselves are sometime in oh April. Oh my gosh, that's too far away. It's it's always it's always so long yeah. between the time that like the vote cuz usually the Oscars are in March and the stuff ends at the end of the year. You yeah. know what I mean? So Yeah, no. Well, it's a long slog. So is there anything coming out in the next 2 months that you think will just wow take take it in stride or do you think the golden globes is a good tell of what will be nominated well so here's the thing that i think i maybe talked about on the podcast when you weren't here (gasps) is that so some of the some of the awards like the golden globes and the oscars changed their eligibility windows to cover through february of 2021 but some awards did not they stuck with the calendar year like some of the critics choice awards and whatnot so most of the movies that wanted to be eligible for the critics stuff had some kind of weird early release that was you know in december in like one theater someplace and then are having a broader rollout later and then some of them have vod stuff after that so it's like nomad land has been out in festivals for forever then had some kind of release in january i think like only in a couple of cities and then is having some bigger release maybe in the next week or so that's going to be like in theaters across the country even though theaters aren't open in lots of places and then it will come on to hulu like right at the end of february so theoretically like we could watch it before the oscars so it's like i don't think that there's anything really new that's coming out that might shake things up but there are a bunch of stuff like the father and nomadland and judas and the black messiah which are eligible for all these awards but which we haven't been able to see yet because they're not out yeah well, so. I guess so starts the award season just a little bit late. So, yeah, I mean, the the nice thing is, I think that this year there's only really about maybe 15 movies that yeah. are going to get like all of the Oscars. So it's not mm. where usually I think there's so many things where you're like, well, this might get one award. Well, this might get one award. It's like, no, I think it's the stuff that's up for best picture, I think, is the stuff that's going to basically sweep all the other categories. So, yeah, it'll make it easier for us, I guess, but sort of less exciting. I don't know. Okay, well, I think that's all I have to say on the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see how this show happens. Um, Trans, uh, bi-coastal, right? Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are hosting, but Tina Fey's in New York and Amy Poehler's in L.A. I'm like, (laughs) how is that going to work? The Emmys were fun. I liked the Emmys. So I'm hoping that that's the vibe we get, but I don't know if it's going to be that good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you you do one thing so well that this show won't want to copy it exactly. They'll try their own thing and it probably won't go as well because it'll be too try hard. So that's my prediction. Also, the Golden Globes are fun because usually everyone's really drunk. (laughs) And I don't know if that's going to happen with everyone at home. Yeah, how could it? I mean, maybe it'll be like the Super Bowl and they'll just do it in a stadium and just have all the celebrities there. And it'll be like, quote unquote, social distancing, but like not. (laughs) Can you? Honestly, that would be a fun idea. <laughs> Should I write that to Tina Fey? Because think about it. Like, how many people are usually at the Golden Globes? Like, 400 or something? Do you you could easily. Those celebrities are going to risk COVID for this show. Do you think any of their handlers oh, will be okay? You don't think with... that all those celebrities already got with... the vaccine? They got the vaccine. <laughs> they paid good money for that vaccine. They're ready to go out. Okay, well, then fine. Let us, let's do that. Or, you know what they should do? Have them at the stadium and then give them the vaccine on air. If they win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, didn't someone get flu shots one year at one ceremony? Yeah, yes, yes, they did. They yeah. did do fake flu shots. So. so this is the next iteration. Perfect. Okay. Well, we'll be back to cover the Golden Globes uh, in the future. I don't know what we're doing next week. I can never remember. Ooh, Some fun. point it's WandaVision, but I don't think that's yet. So. No. We'll see. There's got to be something coming up. Maybe it'll be that Rosamund Pike movie that we didn't know. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do that. That's good. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, follow us on social media at PSU Wrong. Leave us a review. Send us an email at PSU Wrong at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week. Bye.